today on the Prevailing Marriage Podcast. Hello, hello. So today, today, we have a great topic for you. The pride factor. What happens when you realize that you were wrong? You were offended by something that your spouse did. You perceive they intentionally tried to wrong you. But what happens when you realize that you were in error? In fact, that you were wrong. Or even if they did it intentionally, how do you handle those moments in life when that comes up in your marriage? Let's talk about that today. The pride factor. Let's get into it. The Prevailing Marriage Podcast with Will and Sophina Marshall provides insight and knowledge through real and relevant discussions, helping married couples to overcome and prevail by doing it God's way. Subscribe now to the podcast and stay current on the latest episodes, and be sure to leave a review. If you are enjoying the show and would like to partner with the Marshalls and financially support helping to strengthen marriages, please go to the prevailingmarriagepodcast.com. So, yeah, the day, the pride factor. We're going to talk about this today because, listen, we got to get into this thing because uh, this is an issue that happens in a lot of marriages, a lot of marriages. Now, my beautiful wife is not sitting next to me right now, but we're still together. I'm just doing this particular uh, episode uh, solo to share something with you. Now, this goes for the husbands. This is something for the wives. It really doesn't matter the gender because pride doesn't discriminate. We all, at some point or another, uh, suffer or have dealt with or have had an issue with being in pride. So we got to deal with that because it will cripple. It will cripple your marriage. It can handicap. It can affect some things. It can slow down some things. And uh, it can cause some major issues inside of your marriage if you don't deal with this simple word, but powerful impact on your life, this word called pride. So we're going to talk about this pride factor. Now, there's a scripture in the Bible now. This is the prevailing marriage. And of course, now we talk about how to build your marriage based on the word of God. So we cannot take out the word of God to try to live a successful marriage, married life. We have to use the word of God. That's the foundation. That's the forefront. Uh, uh, we got married in holy matrimony. So if we learn to do marriage God's way, we will have a prevailing marriage. We will have a successful marriage because we're doing it the way that God tells us to do it. Now, it doesn't mean that you won't have any issues in your marriage because you will. That doesn't mean that uh, you won't have disagreements because you will. You have to learn how to agree. You have to learn how to be a husband. You have to learn how to be a wife. That's what this podcast is all about, helping you to be just that successful, helping you to be uh, have that prevailing marriage by learning what the Bible says and learning how to uh, get this thing done the right way. This thing, I mean, get your marriage done the right way to strengthen your marriage, to build your marriage, to maintain your marriage, uh, to to, to mend your marriage, to get it back where it's supposed to be because you could be living in a broken place right now. So we're going to talk about this pride factor. The scripture is 
coming from Proverbs 16 and verse 18, which says in the ESV translation, very similar to the King James Version, it said, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Again, it says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before, before the fall. Now, pride in this context of this particular uh, uh, reference that we're talking about, Proverbs 16, 18, is, is talking about having a very arrogant uh, attitude that manifests uh, itself. You know, it's, it's independent from God. Yeah, but when you get in pride, you're independent from God because what that's saying is you're not listening to what God is telling you to do because of your arrogance. You know you're right. You know what you're doing. And can't nobody, including God, including the Holy Spirit, including Jesus, tell you, including your pastor, including your spouse, tell you, including your friends, tell you uh, anything else because you got in pride. Pride is very different from humility. It's, it's a contrast. Pride and humility are, are not the same, obviously, but it's, it's a contrast. So this type of, of, of prideful behavior is, is very hazardous to your well-being, which means it in turn is in a very hazardous um, to your marriage. So you have to learn how to recognize it, how to deal with it and, and deal with it quickly because everybody can uh, function with, in a sense of pride. And, and I mean, have this type of pride, uh, which is not a good thing, but you have to learn to recognize it and how to deal with it. Now, the problem Let's talk about this pride factor. The problem with most marriages is pride. I say that again. The problem with most marriages is pride. Here's a question for you. Is it hard to say I'm sorry? Is it that hard for you to open up your mouth and say you sorry, especially when you know you was wrong? Is it, now, the reason I say especially because there are some times, watch this, when the Holy Spirit will lie on uh, uh, press, press on you to say you're sorry when you may have been right. But is it that hard for you to say I'm sorry? Is it that hard for you to say I was wrong? Is it that hard for you to say I blew it? To say I should not have said what I said and said it the way that I said it, you know, with the attitude and the tone that we do sometimes. Is it that hard to say, I thought I was doing it right, but I missed it? Is it that hard? The reason it becomes hard is because of pride. Pride will not allow you to do what it is that you should be doing. And so we got to see why this is so we can fix it, so we can get on top of it, so that we can better our marriage and be the husband we're supposed to be for our wife and be the wife we're supposed to be for our husband. And we get out of this spirit of pride because we don't want to enter into destruction. It's telling you that destruction is on the way if you don't get yourself humbled down because pride will not allow you to humble yourself down and you have this arrogant attitude as if you always right and you do no wrong. So watch this. Pride will hold you in a place like the spring on a trap holds a rodent. You know, those rat traps back in the days or bear traps. If what makes them powerful is the spring that's on the trap. It, 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 what it does is when that spring clamps down, it chokes the life out of anything caught in that trap. Now, a trap is successful if it ensnares someone that's unsuspecting of the trap. I said a trap is successful if it ensnares someone unsuspecting of the trap. And this is where you got to be careful because pride will do that to you. Pride will trap you like that rodent, like that bear in the bear trap. 
until it chokes the very life out of you. Pride will hold you. That's what that trap does. That spring holds that rodent or it holds that bear in place. If you're talking about a rat trap, it'll hold that rodent in place until it chokes the life out of them. And that's the same thing that pride will do. Pride holds you in a place of rebellion. Pride will hold you in a place of unforgiveness. Pride will hold you in a place of envy. Pride will hold you in a place of bitterness. Pride will hold you in a place of stubbornness. Do not allow pride to choke the life out of you. Don't let it. That's why we got to deal with it because it can choke the life out of your marriage. It can cause you to be resentful to your spouse. It can cause you to be uh, unforgiving to your spouse. And if you're unforgiving, then why do you expect God to forgive you? So how do you handle times of being offended by your spouse? Because here's what the Bible says in the life that we live here on the earth. It is very possible for you to be offended and offended by anyone that includes your spouse. Your spouse can offend you. That's true. That's right. Yes, your spouse can. Your, your husband can offend you. I have offended my wife. My wife has offended me. But it's how we deal when these times come up. That's what we have to learn to do is how to deal with these times when offense comes up because offense can sever sever relationships people get offended all the time and if you don't know how to handle offense it can sever a relationship that's right it can take out that relationship any relationship especially in your marriage so now what is what is offense offense is a perceived violation it's a perceived violation of a type of wrongdoing, okay, that causes you hurt, that causes you anger, that causes you resentment and bitterness. That's what an offense is. It's a perceived violation. It's a perceived violation of a type of wrongdoing. I feel my uh, spouse uh, didn't uh, fix my plate first and I felt she was wrong for that. She fixed it. This is an example. She fixed the food for her daddy first and then fixed my plate. I could feel she I could feel that she was wrong and that wrongdoing. It causes me to um to get offended because I perceived what she did was wrong. I perceive what she did for wrong. Now it's perceived because the person may not be attacking you at all. My wife may not have been intentionally trying to hurt me, intentionally trying to be malicious and intentionally trying to put her dad in front of me. This is an example. Uh, She wasn't intentionally trying to do that, but because I perceived it, the person may not have uh, intentionally tried to do something, but because I perceived it, that perception becomes my reality. That's why it's called uh, perceived. So offense is a perception. You perceive this violation because the person uh, that you feel offended, you may not be aware that they offended you, which is saying that they did not intentionally try to do it to you. That doesn't mean that people don't intentionally try to hurt you or do you wrong or cause you to get angry or bitterness or, or bitter or whatever. There are some times when that does happen. But in this case, we're saying that what happens if your spouse did not know? In the example, my wife did not know. Okay, so what happens when that? So it's perceived violation. It's a perceived violation. And what happens if you walk around? I mean, what happens is that you now walk around with this chip on your shoulder. 
Okay. Or you have the silent storm. You're not saying nothing to your spouse. You got this chip on your shoulder. You mean mugging them. You, you got an attitude, you know, or you walk around in your house. You know, you just got this silent storm, two ships passing in the night. You know what I mean? And you ain't saying that. Hey, hey, good morning. Morning. <laughs> bye bye. You know, you talk on the phone and it's all dry. There's no moisture. There's no love. There's no joy to it because you have this perceived violation. You've been offended by your spouse and that's what's brewing on the inside of you right now and so you walk around you got this chip on your shoulder on your shoulder so pride watch this uh, pride will also keep you from saying that you have been offended pride you won't tell your spouse they say what's wrong nothing but you got this attitude i come i know I, I listen listen i've done that i've done that i've been offended at my wife and uh and this now this ain't no example this is true i've been offended at my wife and i walked around with a chip on my shoulder she said now she she picked up on the you know my attitude my demeanor she picked up on it and um you know so i say like, i'm good i'm straight ain't nothing wrong with me i'm all right <laughs> i'm all right lying Lying, lying. That's what I was doing. I was lying because what happened? Pride will keep you from saying you've been offended. All right. We're talking about the pride factor. This is not a good fight. We need to eliminate this fight. Okay. So pride will keep you uh, from saying you've been offended. Pride will keep you lying and saying that you're all right when you know you're not. I'm guilty of that. I've done that before. I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm sure I'm not the only one that have done this. Now, pride says, I got to defend myself. That's what pride, it, it begins to speak to you and say, I got to defend myself. It says, don't let them get away with the way they're treating you. Now, we're talking about your spouse now. That don't let them get away. Now, it's perceived so you feel that they've done you wrong. Now, I feel that in my example, I said my my, my wife cooked food, a fixed plate for my, her, her dad first, my father-in-law before she fixed it for me as an example. So now because I perceive that she did this, right? Now, pride says, listen, don't let her get away with that. So next time she uh, wants to do something, I, uh, I want me to do something for her, I do it for somebody else first because I, I got this vindictive mentality now. I'm malicious. I want to strike back because I perceived that, uh, watch this, that you did me wrong. So pride says, I got to defend myself. Don't let them get away with that. Pride keeps you, watch this, keeps you from releasing an offense. That's what pride would do. It would keep you from releasing an offense. That's what pride would do for you. It would keep you from releasing that offense. So you got to be careful that you don't let yourself uh, uh, get caught up in, in a prideful situation where you can't release offense. You hold on, you hold on to the offense. That's what will happen. You will hold on to the uh, offense and uh, pride will not will not allow you uh, to release it. Pride will not allow you to forgive them so that you can move on and experience the life that God planned for you to live, the marriage that God plans for you to have. Uh, uh, when you're in uh, uh, offense like that, pride won't let you let it go. Pride won't really. And you hold this grudge. And some of y'all hold on the grudges for uh, uh, how long? You know, I, me, I don't hold on that long, you know, you know, I've, I've had a problem, you know, I don't hold on to them that long, but everybody's different, you know, but I like to talk about mine, but sometimes you don't say nothing, especially when it seems like it's the same thing that happens over and over and you get to the point where you say, I'm so tired of talking to you about the same thing. That's what you say. I'm so tired of talking to you about the same thing and saying it over and over. So you got this pride that's going on. Okay. So now I'm going to help y'all with this now, with this pride fight. When you're in pride, 
because of a perceived violation or a type of wrongdoing from your spouse, it puts you in a vulnerable place. Now, watch this. When you have this perceived violation, you perceive this type of wrongdoing from your spouse. It puts you in a vulnerable place. Now, what vulnerable place am I talking about? What vulnerable place am I talking about? Now, here's what happened. Here's the example. Now, let's say your spouse has done something to offend you. Your, your spouse has done something to offend you. So time has passed. Now, this happened, say it happened, you know, what's the day? Today is Wednesday. I'm recording this. Recording this is Wednesday, uh, October the 4th or 5th, one of those days. And so let's say this happened on October the 1st, 2022. My spouse done something. My wife done something to offend me. Now, time, time has gotten in there. Now, that happened about five, four, five days ago that she did this. And so now it is set in. It is set in and now I got this time is passing by right now. Time has passed since I've been offended and but I haven't dealt with it. I haven't dealt with it. I haven't said anything to her. Now watch this here. If I don't say anything to her, it sits and I, uh, it brews in my spirit. It, it's like a stew that's brewing in my spirit, in my mind. And because it was there, it begins to migrate into my heart, my spirit, man. Now, I begin to get angry about certain things. Now, what happens, here's where I become vulnerable. When I'm in pride and I don't say anything, I don't share what's going on with me, it puts me in a vulnerable place to receive counsel from the devil. What? Yes, counsel from the devil. That's right. You receive... Now, how, how's that? So, well, because he begins to speak to you, counsel you during this time of brewing and stewing because you are allowing it to sit there and he begins to counsel you who the accuser of the brethren and he begins to talk to you. See, they did it again. See, they said they would never hurt you. And look what they did. How dare they do that to you? You should get them back. If I was you, I wouldn't put up with stuff like that. And this accuser begins to talk to you. Look at how they treat everybody else and then the way they treat you is like a dog and you, that's what the devil begins to say because he's the accuser brother and when you sit there and it stews and brews you begin to receive counsel from the devil because you begin to say to yourself Oh, yeah, they did do that. Uh-huh. I remember this. And he begins to bring up all of this past stuff that's going on in your life, right? And begins to bring it to the stuff that happened years ago, months ago. He begins to bring it to the forefront of your mind. So you have to deal with it. As if when you don't deal with it, you begin to you put yourself in a vulnerable place and you begin to listen to the counsel of the devil, the accuser of the brother. The Bible tells you who he is, the accuser of the brother. Now, watch. Pride makes you think. You're the victim when conviction takes place. That's right. So the Holy Spirit begins to convict you and say, you're wrong. Not your spouse. You're wrong. Not your husband. You're wrong. Not your wife. The, the Holy Spirit begins to convict you. But when you're in pride, it makes you the victim. You become the victim. So you can't receive conviction. So when conviction takes place, you don't, so when the Holy Spirit brings conviction and says to you that you're wrong, you say, no, I'm not. I'm not the one. Or it says that uh, the Holy Spirit says, go apologize. You say, no, I'm not. I'm not going to apologize. I'm tired of apologizing first. She did this or he did that. And so that's what begins to happen with this pride. When this process, pride will strike your vision. Pride will distract your vision and make you feel victimized. So you won't deal with it. 
the vision that you have for your marriage, how you want your marriage to be, the, the, the way you see how y'all should be functioning. But when you in pride, it makes you that victim and you won't deal with it because you feel you're not the one that was wrong. You feel that you ain't going to say that when conviction comes in on you that lets you know you was wrong or tells you to do something by the Holy Spirit, you reject it because you put yourself in a victim mentality due to the pride factor that is set in. Pride will cause you to isolate yourself so you don't have to deal with yourself. You understand that? That's right. Private will call, uh, pride will cause you to isolate yourself so you don't have to deal with yourself. That's what it do. Pride will cause you to take flight. That's right. To run away from the situation. That's right. That's where you got to be careful at because pride will cause you to run away from relationships. Pride will cause you to run out the door of your marriage. I'd be dog. I ain't dealing with this no more. I'm so tired. And walk right out the door with your marriage and run right into the arms of somebody else or run right into some mess that you don't need to be involved with because pride has set in. When a person takes flight, watch this. They don't want to deal with it or hear anybody else's perspective on the situation. That's right. You get that? I say when you take flight, you get away from you don't want to hear what nobody else got to say about, about it. You, you don't want to hear their perspective when people are trying to tell you, hey, no, that's not right. You, you I understand. But now nah, you ain't handle, you don't want to hear that. You ain't handle that right. You didn't want to you don't want to hear that. You you run away from that situation. You do it right in your house with your spouse when your spouse is trying to talk to you. I want to hear this stuff. I got and you walk away from uh, when a time that you should talk. You walk away when it just happened. Well, two, three, four days go by. And sometimes we still take on that same attitude. Okay, so when a person takes flight, they don't want to deal with it. You don't want to face the reality of what's going on. Pride will cause you to magnify, watch this, the imperfections in your spouse. That's right. The pride will cause you to magnify the imperfections in your spouse. That's what it will do for you when you ignore your own. So you ignore your own imperfections, but when you're in pride, you begin to see their imperfections. Pride will cause you to minimize and devalue the experience of past relationships. That's right. So here you have, when you're in pride, it will cause you to devalue these past relationships. Okay, now why is that? Because it will cause you to redefine who loves you and who's your enemy. So when you're in pride, it will cause you to, to take your friends who are trying to tell you that you were wrong and trying to correct you and make you see them as your enemy. Kind of like what teenagers do as they begin to age up as if their parents don't know what they're talking about. And they begin to perceive their parent as the enemy. You just don't want me to go here. You just don't want me to drive there. You just don't. And all that pride is doing is lying to them and cause them to perceive. Again, it takes that relationship. It'll redefine that relationship. Pride will cause you to redefine your relationship those who love you as your enemies simply because they're trying to correct you. So when your spouse is lovingly confronting you to lovingly correct you to loving you to bring your attention, what you're doing and listen here, now you begin to see your spouse as your enemy or watch this. If you have loved ones, sisters and you know, siblings that try, man, you shouldn't have did like that, bro. And you don't want to hit man. I don't want to hear that. And now you don't want to talk to your brother. Now you want to talk to your mom, mom, get out of my business. But no, you just did it in front of your mom. You just said something in front of your dad. Listen, you and your, and your, and your mom may put you aside and say, listen, Baby, I understand you're mad, but you don't talk to no man like that. You don't you don't talk to your husband like that. And uh, you mad at mom now. You let dad. No, 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 no. We're talking about you and your husband. OK. And so you got to watch that. That's what pride would do. So here's what I need to do. Here's what I need to do is when I get out of pride, I get into humility. That humility is a humbling. That's what that's saying. You humble yourself. In other words, you're saying, God, 
I cannot do this without you. I need you in my life. I need you in this moment. I need you to help me during this time. So what pride, when you get out of pride, you get into humility. The way I get rid of pride is I begin to fear the Lord. That's what it's saying. I begin to fear the Lord and I avoid pride. That's right. I avoid pride that goes before the fall because I begin to respect the word of God. I begin to accept correction. I sit and I listen uh, to the voice of the Holy Spirit. I, I receive the conviction. I begin to respect God, reverence God and submit to his will. That's how I get out of pride. When people are telling me that I'm wrong and more than one person telling you wrong, nine times out of 10, you wrong. And, uh, and, 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 but you don't want to hear that when you're in pride. So I get out of pride. The way I do this is I begin to uh, humble myself. I repent. I humble myself and I, I begin to respect the word of God. I fear God. I fear God. I allow God to come into my situation. When we fear the Lord, we acknowledge our desperation, our desperate need for him. That's when you acknowledge God, when you get out of, when you fear God, you're getting out of that desperation and, and, and you're getting desperate. I'm sorry. You're getting out of fear and you're getting in desperation. You're saying, God, I need you and I need you in my life. Okay. So don't be wise in your own eyes is what the Bible tells us in Proverbs 3, 3, 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. That's right. Do not be wise in your own eyes. When you get in pride, you do not hear the wisdom or the counsel of God. You listen to the counsel of the ungodly. You listen to the counsel of flesh. You listen to the counsel of the devil. But when you get in fear and you reverence God, you're not wise in your own eyes and you feel the Lord and you listen to his counsel. Now, listen. That's my time for today. I hope this episode bless you with this pride factor. It can change your life if you get out of this pride. You can go back right now and fix that relationship. All you simply have to do is apologize, put pride aside, and you'll be surprised as to how it quickly fix them. And when you apologize, say what you're apologizing for. And in some cases, you may even need to ask, what can I do to make things better? Well, listen, we'll catch y'all on the next episode. That's my time. God bless you. We'll see you soon. Join us next week for an all-new episode of the Prevailing Marriage Podcast.